Jewish Latin Princess, episode 172, my husband, Rabbi Matt Trush. You're listening to Jewish Latin Princess podcast by Yael. Every week, get your dose of inspiration from the world's most uniquely talented Jewish women and from Yael herself. Seeking profound and practical ways to live a joyful, richer Jewish life? Welcome to Jewish Latin Princess podcast. And now, Jewish lifestyle expert and bilingual blogger at JewishLatinPrincess.com, your host, Yael. You're listening to Jewish Latin Princess. I'm Yael Trush, your host. Welcome to the show. I have a super special episode. Well, at least I think it is. First male guest appearance on this show. Remember when we were celebrating 100 episodes of the show way back when? And back then I asked you, who? what should I do? Who should I have on the show for the 100th episode? And you... Two of the things that you said most strongly were, you asked me to bring my husband on. And the other thing that came up really strongly was you asked that somebody should interview me. And um, what ended up happening is, well, my husband said, no way, that's impossible. Nobody cares what I have to say. This is a woman's show. You totally should not have me on the show. And he said, definitely go with somebody else interviewing you. And the wonderful Adrian Gold was here and she did such an incredible job. If you haven't heard that episode where Adrian Gold interviews me, do that. It's episode 100 and it's a huge hit. And well, today, finally, I guess some of your desires have manifested because we have the honor and pleasure of having my dear husband, who you've heard mentioned many times on this show, as evidently he is a huge part of my life, Rabbi Matt Trush with us today. What prompted him to say yes to my invitation? I'm not exactly sure. Maybe it's the new scope of the show, show the transition, but whatever the reason, he said yes. And I think you're going to enjoy this conversation with my husband, Rabbi Matt Trush. Well, hello, Matt Rush, first male voice on this podcast. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Yael. It's so great to be here. <laughs> Why is your great broadcasting voice sounding so robotic? I'm kidding. Listen, what listeners don't know, yes, you have a better radio voice than I do, but that you are really the behind the scenes here. Not only are you responsible for the wonderful musical transitions on this show and production and making the audio sound great when sometimes the quality is not so great but you've been an, a super strong supporter of this show since day one so wait wait i owe you a huge thank you and i think my listeners do too thank you Yael. i'm your biggest fan you're amazing <laughs> He's being really funny, guys. Okay, maybe we should do this live in front of audiences. What do you think? What do you think about that? Do you want to go in front of live audiences? Do you think that would be a show? Would be? Would it be a sellout? Definitely a sellout. Anyways, any, it's really nice to have you. Matrosh, welcome to the show. Why don't you first tell us what you do? Because there are some rumors around here. They've heard entrepreneur. They've heard commercial real estate financing. They've heard something about some liquor brand. I mean, what's the story? What What do you do? Well, my great claim to fame is that I am the back of the house editor for the Jewish Latin Princess podcast, number one podcast in America. Number one in America? 
soon to be Jewish Money Matters. How do you feel about that transition, by the way? You know, I think it's time for a new podcast image. But uh, other than that, I think it's ready to go. <laughs> yes, I do think it's time for a new <laughs> cover image. But you still didn't tell us what you do. <laughs> That's your day job? <laughs> That's my night job. But uh, we shouldn't get too personal here. Moonlighting? Yeah. So uh, during the day, I work in real estate finance. And uh, during the night, I edit Jewish Latin Princess minisodes. <laughs> yes. Do you like those minisodes? Do, do you ever listen to them? Who has time to listen to them every day coming out? I think he doesn't like the idea of the minisodes. Okay, let's change topics because it's getting a little heated here. We spent three weeks without children. How did you like that? It was like a honeymoon again, honey. Um, really amazing. So quiet, so clean. The whole house was like clean for three weeks. And we ate chips and... <laughs> Cookies and for dinner, lunch, and breakfast. It's pretty good. Oh, no, you guys know I'm saying the truth when I tell you I don't like the kitchen. No, I did cook for Shabbat, though. Yes? Yeah, and it was very nice. We went, I think, two or three Shabbats without any guests. Not to say we don't like guests, but we, we actually really like to just talk to each other once or twice for a few weeks. And it was like being, you know, honeymooners again. And now we had guests again. And so we like that too. Yes, yes. It was very nice to host this past week. So why don't we transition into money now that this show, you know, this is a hot topic around here. Tell, tell listeners about how we manage our money because I know that I talk about these money dates pretty frequently and how wonderful they are. But maybe they want to hear how you feel. I mean, maybe they're terrible as far as you're concerned. Just to let everybody in the audience know that when my wife and I speak about money like we are today here on the podcast, we make sure to have hot tea or coffee in my case and a big bar of chocolate. It helps. Well, wait, I have to ask you though, did you ever consume as much dark chocolate as you do now? Like before we got married, did you do that? I have to admit I don't consume much dark chocolate because my wife finishes it before me. <laughs> that is the truth, people. That is the truth. Okay, but tell us about these money dates. Okay, so they involve dark chocolate and they involve coffee, tea in my case. What What else? Right, I told my wife not to light the candle because the candle's a little bit too... Um, woo-woo? Yeah, too woo-woo and a little bit just too fragrant for me. So I kind of, you know, just deal with the coffee, the tea, the chocolate. That's enough for me, but not the candles, thanks. Okay, but do you like the money dates? Are they helpful? I like the money dates. I really do, you know. I've learned to enjoy them. I think that my wife, you know, makes a, a big deal about them. We, As I mentioned, we have coffee and we sit down and we talk. We spend, you know, we schedule time and you know we also have other dates but this is our our time to talk about money so it's great how often do these money dates happen because you don't seem so enthusiastic maybe we need less of them the money dates happen too (laughs) too often (laughs) too often no the money dates happen uh about once a sunday we try to like sit down together (laughs) once a sunday or so and you know we try to not talk about money during the week if a bill comes up or an important conversation we say hey let's talk about that on sunday and that's it's very convenient It, it sort of diffuses any money conversations or money Um, explosions, if you will, sometimes that uh, could have happened during the week. So we put it off to a time we're both ready to talk about these things. And then we actually have really, really uh, meaningful conversations and effective conversations in a very uh, short timetable. (laughs) Short. Yes, that is key. You like like short. In fact, he's given me 30 minutes. He said, we're not going to be behind the mic for too long, are we? Okay. Well, now what I do want to ask you, though, is do you like that we do talk about money? Are you happy with this arrangement? Because I know at the beginning of our marriage, you were the one carrying the whole burden. Like you were in the loop. I just pretty much spent it and let you know what I needed to spend it on. Um, it was kind of like a quote unquote 
traditional role. Um, you manage everything behind the scenes and I practically wasn't involved at all. How did you like that? What do you like better? Well, I have to say there have been times in our marriage when I took care of all, not just the money making, but also the sort of the money bill paying, right? And so that's really what we're talking about. How do we manage the everyday finances, right? So um, there are times when I would do it all and the times when my wife would do it all. And usually we get, you know, sort of very frustrated about the fact that only one of us is taking care of all these different details. But um, it kind of works out a lot better when we're sharing the roles and responsibilities and talking about these things openly. So I have to say it's a, it's a really, really good thing. Yeah. So why do you think it's important for couples to talk about money? Do you think it's important? So I have to say, since this is sort of a segue from the Jewish Latin princess podcast, I have to say a few things to the husbands out there. That sometimes wives aren't on the same page uh, with what's going on in business, how much money we have coming in or going out. And sometimes they just might decide they want to go on a shopping spree or what, something like that or go out for another manicure, another pedicure, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Not that these things bother us, honey. But the point is that when your wife and you are sort of on the same page of, of what things are going in and coming out, and that really, really helps to sort of keep um, the two of us on the same page and you know keep us working sort of in alignment and sort of timing of things. So I really think it's really great. It's very, very important. So I would say to all you husbands out there um, who have Jewish Latin princess wives, that it's a, or any wife, or you know, etc. That um, it's a really, really good thing to have open conversations about money, and especially uh, you know, since uh, husband and wife are a team, and they really need to sort of be on the same page with things. It's really great when you're not sort of working in the dark, or when one side's working in the dark. So I think it's a really good thing for a marriage, and good things for finances in general. There's accountability also. That's important, right? And empathy. No, you didn't like that word accountability. I just think that um, it's more important for husband and wife just to be able to be on the same page with things and see where things are going in and out. And that way, um, it kind of works. Yes. Okay, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Listen, let's, 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 let's move aside from the accountability. But what about there's also husbands who like to spend a lot of money, by the way, there's this narrative, like the wives go for the manicures, just just saying keep it a balance dear i think that's a good point um the truth is this really all comes back to my wonderful father olive shalom who created and he wrote a book called close encounters of the intimate kind or how to stay married by really trying and one of the things he said in there is that husbands and wives speak different languages not just the fact that i speak english my wife from puerto rico speaks spanish and i speak chinese too but rather they have money languages and money uh tapes or conversations back in our days we had you know eight track tapes we said money tapes you're dating yourself yeah, but in these days, you can say money, I don't know, DVDs or USBs or something like that. I don't know. I don't think DVDs. But we all have our own money language. And so what's really uh, amazing that my wife has, has been able to apply this in modern day for husbands and wives is that really by having a money conversation, looking back on where husbands and wives are coming from in their own money stories, and then sharing those stories with their spouse and getting to know one another from that level, it really helps one have a deeper insight into where the other person's coming from, what are their worries, what are their concerns, what are their expectations, etc. So I really think it's a beautiful tribute to my my father's memory, Olive Shalom, that all the great things that Yael is doing and bringing this money conversation out to more couples and more people throughout the world. So thank you, Yael. Oh my, I wasn't expecting that. I didn't plan this, guys. He doesn't even know what I'm asking. Okay, all right. So let me ask you this. Okay, so you really like this idea of getting couples to talk about money. And we didn't even mention the investing part, right? You talked about the spending, but we do that together also. You you like that? I would think the number one thing that Yael is amazing at is 
that we really started this whole money journey into setting up a MISER account, mm. a tithing account where we take 10 or 20% of our income whenever it comes in and we put it into a special account. And then whatever situation might come up, we have an opportunity to take from that account to give to someone in need. So I think that's really the start of where all the blessings come from. So when you have that mindset, first of all, it's a couple that you're going to be taking a certain amount and and sort of putting that aside so that whenever you have the opportunity to give to others, you can. So it makes you feel very wealthy because you're a giver, that's first. And then from that, everything else flows. So then you say, well, okay, look, I've got a MISER account. I might, might as well set up a 401k account. Or I might as well set up a an IRA account. Or I might as well set up an investing account. I might as well set up a property tax account or all the other different accounts. So you can have like 20 different accounts, everything you're, you're sort of planning for. And it all started with, or it all starts with first thing that we have that great mitzvah of giving tzedakah that my wife is so good at. Oh, I like that. I see what you're saying. What you're saying is, if, if anything, just set up that MeisterCon, and not only will you see the blessings, but there you have the pattern, right? That's how you're going to organize the rest of your finances. Good point, Mr. Trush. Should I call you Rabbi Trush? That's more respectful. He's a rabbi too, guys. But I'm not bragging. Uh, talking about rabbi, what, what do you like to do for fun? I mean, other than producing this podcast, do, do you have any fun outside of work and Jewish Latin Princess podcast production? Rabbi? That's a very sensitive question. I will uh, decline at the moment. Thank you. <laughs> He's a man of a few words and a little fun. No, we have fun. Now, I do want to say, because you seem really comfortable in your skin and you are, I, I know you, obviously you are, you, you know, you allow your wife to do her thing more than allow you really support it um you support me traveling and going on stages and teaching and having podcasts and doing all sorts of things where does it come from i don't think there are many i think you're unique i mean there are men like you but i think it's the exception the level of support and encouragement not feeling threatened by what your wife does and all that um would you have any comments on that i have an amazing wife I'm really blessed and I just want to support her in everything she's doing. She's doing amazing things and I think we should all support our, our wives and, and wives should support our support husbands. I think it's amazing. So, for all the things you do, I want to encourage you to go from strength to strength. Really, you're amazing and I think, you know, look, how could I not support you in all the great things you're doing? Oh, well, that's wonderful. I did not mention and I wanted to bring to your attention, Did do you, do you remember when we were dating before we got engaged and you brought up money? Do you even remember that? Mm, yeah, sort of. You sound like you don't. I'll tell you what it was. Yeah, you laid it out. You said to me, um, I have this amount in savings. I have zero debt. I have blah, blah, blah. Let's talk about this. What do you have? And I thought that was pretty impressive. Like, wow, this is like, there's no shame here. This is a lot of comfort. Like, you know, let's talk about this openly. Um, do, you, do you even recall? No, I definitely recall. Um, I think it is good to be upfront, you know. I wasn't a rich man at that time, but I remember I uh, didn't have any debt. So I felt very proud about that. Were you annoyed that I had student loan debt and credit card debt? <laughs> Baruch Hashem, we paid that off. <laughs> we did. I think, you know what it did? It really set us up in a, in, on a vision. I think right away, we, we, I do remember having a discussion of, okay, so we're going to pay this debt off and we're going to, yes, I do remember starting a plan. So I think early on in our marriage, we started off already knowing what was coming in and being very clear on setting up goals together. And, um, you know, we became better at it over time, especially with these money date practices. But um, I think there was the foundation. Right. And I think it's really good to know, you know, which one of you is the is the 
the saver? Which one is you the spender? Which one's the investor? Which one loves to give tzedakah? You know, which one loves to do mitzvahs? Which one likes to take classes? You know, so just getting to know what it is that each of you sort of bring to the table, and um, you know what. And sort of what is your your habit or your your preference and how you how you act you know has a big you know impact on the way people do things together love it now you know i've heard i recently interviewed somebody else for the podcast an interview that's about to air i heard that men you said you're very comfortable with me you know everything i do for work and um you've been very supportive but when it comes to numbers and cents, I have heard financial success specifically, numbers and cents, that men get very uncomfortable, that husbands, that, that could be a real game changer. Um, what do you think about that? What if I had a bigger revenue month or year? you know, than you. Like, how would that land? Let's, let's, let's be honest here. Listen, Jewish law says that everything a wife makes comes to her husband. So like, the more the better, you know? Like, I'm fine with it. Go for it. <laughs> anyway, really, you know, a husband and wife are a team. Uh, everything in Texas, at least, is community property. So perfectly happy with uh, you being super successful and, and making a lot of money. And I hopefully should do the same together. And listen, I think it's great. And the most important thing is we're doing things we love to do. And, uh, um, the money is just a expression of that success. Oh, I love that. Yes, it's like the natural consequence, right, of of the value we're 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 offering the world. I love that. So you know that brings us perfect perfect segue into my next question, which was going to be about money mindset and stories. Do you think we've gotten to a point over the years that we understand each other's stories that we came into the marriage with, and more importantly? In what ways do you think we've been able to rewrite the story for ourselves and our kids? Beautiful question. I definitely think we've gotten to know each other better through these money dates and get to know our money stories and what are the things that we are, our strengths and our weaknesses and our uh, sensitivities and all these things. And I think that, I think you put it best that we came up with our new money story that's something just for the two of us, you know, not something that we're depending on our tapes and we're sort of reliving the past, but rather we're building a new story together. So I think that's great. You put it beautifully. Okay. He didn't get specific, but he agrees with me. There we go, ladies. So I know we have to be really punctual because you're very precise about times, but I still would like to ask you the Jewish money matters fill in the blanks. Are you ready for those? Awesome. Let's hear it. Okay. Number one. When I give Meister or tzedakah, I like to give to. I like to give to, I would say, the Shanghai Jewish community. I like to give to the Houston Jewish community. I like to give to Chabad organizations around the world. I actually have to say I have a soft heart for feeding people. So I really like to find ways to feed people. I think that's very important to me, like Kodal Chabad and other things like that. He does. I attest to that. And anybody who's been at our Shabbos table will attest to that. He tends to serve people very large portions of food but yes that is an aside he does like to give to those causes now i'd love to make more money because you know we have to put our kids through yeshiva and seminary and we have all these beautiful things to to do i think all of our money ultimately is to fund the mitzvahs that we hope to do as a family so i think that's really what it's all about i love that answer fund the mitzvahs very nice something i wish i had learned about money growing up is invest young aha yes oh yes me too. Although I did that, but I kind of make some mistakes. Yes, but you're, you're right. Investing. Your parents didn't talk too much about investing. The truth is, I was just talking to my sister about this. You know, my grandmother had uh, given an inheritance to my mother to support us to go off to colleges. 
So she took all that money and we invested it going to fancy, expensive colleges. But really, just said to my sister, wouldn't it have been better if we'd gone to state schools and put all that money and kept it invested? Think how much money we'd have today. So I really think that um, you know some of that is, uh, is is kind of well put. The longer you have your money working for you, the more you can make. And uh, pulling it out too early might actually mean that you're you're falling back in time and then you've got student debt, all kinds of things. Yeah, and that kind of brings us to an area where you and I are both kind of contrarians, which is really what's the value of a college education? But maybe we should leave that for another podcast. Okay, could do that. Yeah, definitely. I think in today's world, there's so many amazingly successful people um, who are choosing not to go to college and um, you know, more power to you. Yeah, let's discuss that on another topic because I said I have to stick to time here. Okay, Mr. I mean, Rabbi Trush, money, spiritual or physical? Helping another Jew have what he needs physically is what I need to do spiritually. And you do that with money? Is that what you're suggesting? Yes, by contributing money, by helping another Jew, you're actually seemingly giving something physical to another person, helping that person physically, but you're actually doing a great spiritual mitzvah. Nice. Something I splurge on unapologetically is... Meat for my wife. (laughs) (laughs) Wine and chocolate. Yes. All right. Matt Trush, spender or saver? Definite saver. Nice. Today, I am most grateful for... My wife, Yael Trush. (laughs) I don't pay him to say these things on the show. Finally, I am Matt Trush, and I believe Jewish money matters because... Ultimately, we're going to bring Mashiach by bringing more spirituality to the world. And how do we do that? By being more successful materially. In Judaism, money is the tool by which we're able to accomplish great spiritual goals. And so it's really incumbent upon all of us that we should maximize our material potentials so that we can bring the maximum spiritual accomplishment to the world. And this is why I married you. You are good. You're a great guest, Rabbi Trush. Would you come back again? Should we have a talk show? Yeah, let's do a talk show. I like that idea. It's fun. Yeah, but you told me we should not do this interview on camera. Are you really ready for a talk show? Talk show has to be on camera? Oh, yeah, right. Okay, we could do radio. I don't know. I don't know. Listeners, Mr. Matt Trush, Rabbi Matt Trush, thank you for being on the show. Please keep doing this amazing work behind the scenes to make this show happen. Sure. Don't you want to ask me, and where can we find you? Yeah, where can we find you? Aside from the Trush home, you're a pretty private person, so I don't know about that. That's it. You can find me at home. Talk to you later. (laughs) There you have it, ladies. Let me know what you thought of his cameo appearance over here. This was fun for us. I wish he had given us more time. I would have asked him more questions. He didn't really reveal all that much. Uh, But if you'd like him to come back again, let me know. If you like this, please leave a review on iTunes. Every week on Friday's Ask Yael episode, I will be picking a reviewer of the week and you and I will get a chance to sit together and chat for 20 minutes. It is one of my favorite things to do. And hey, better yet, if you take a screenshot of your review and put it on your Instagram stories and tag me because then we will also be sending you coffee. How about that? Love hearing from you guys. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Stay tuned for tomorrow's mini sods. And yes, do tell me also if you're enjoying those. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to Jewish Latin Princess Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on iTunes, leave a rating, and share the podcast with the Jewish women you love. To access today's show notes, ask Yael a question, or suggest a uniquely talented Jewish woman to be featured on the show, visit jewishlatinprincess.com.